You're listening to The Mumbrella Cast. The Mumbrella Cast. Welcome to The Mumbrella Cast. I'm Xander Wilson. Thank you for tuning into this Mumbrella Cast special interview recorded ahead of the launch of new 10 Viacom CBS streaming platform Paramount Plus. On this episode, I'm chatting with Viacom CBS Australia and New Zealand's co-leads, Chief Content Officer and Executive Vice President Beverly McGarvey, and Chief Operating and Commercial Officer and Executive Vice President Jared Villani about what they're expecting from the launch. We also dive into the importance of Viacom's deals with the APL and Football Australia to bring football to the platform. And they also revealed to me their game plan to make Paramount Plus competitive in a congested streaming market. They join me now. Uh, Beverly and Jared, thank you so much for joining me on the Mumbrella Cast today. Great. Thank you for having us. Wonderful to be here. Thank you. So, uh, first things first, August 11, the big day is just around the corner. Uh, the launch date for Paramount Plus, obviously. And by the time this podcast is released, it'll be just under 24 hours away. Uh, how are you feeling? Is everyone at Viacom CBS ready at Battle Stations? Um, we're really excited about it. It's something we've been planning for kind of 18 months. So it's great that, um, you know, it's here now. So um, I think, you know, we've ha- we've done a lot of work. We've got lots of work to do. We have some great content. Um, and I think really this is just the beginning. We have a lot of content to come over the next 6, 12 months as well as stuff that we have right now. So we really see the launch as the beginning of something really exciting. And Jared, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I think it's been a you know whole of network approach, and I think across Viacom, CBS, ANZ, um, it, we've uh, we've had all of our departments uh, leaning into this. Everyone's really excited about it. Uh, we've been able to utilize all of our assets uh, across the business, and I think that's that's one of the really exciting propositions as we look at um, Paramount Plus and the position that it takes in in the market moving forward. Yeah, definitely, and and obviously a really exciting time for Viacom CBS in general. Um, Bev, what makes a successful launch in the streaming space, and, and how will you measure the success of the launch of Paramount Plus next week? Well, I think um, the interesting thing about Paramount Plus, as I said, is we're here for the long haul, so we would like to have a really solid launch, make sure that we start to build our brand in the market, ensure that people know what kind of content we have on the service and really start just building that momentum, getting audiences and subscribers to come, sample the service, stay with the service. And when they realize the depth and quality of the content that we have, we're very confident um, that we'll be able to build that subscriber base in a really efficient way. Obviously, it's not like getting overnight readings. We're not going to wake up next week and go, okay, well, that's that then. It's really the beginning um, and we will be assessing all the metrics in the way that all the streaming services do um, uh, over the coming months. How many people come? How many people come for trial? How many people stay? And what level of engagement they have with our content? So we're really looking forward to digging into all of that. And Jared, obviously, unlike other streaming services that have launched in Australia from a zero subscriber base, Viacom CBS already has a base of subscribers on 10 All Access. Um, a couple of questions about that. Can you tell us how many subscribers are on that platform and will all the subscribers just be able to log immediately into Paramount Plus upon its launch? How exactly will that work? Yeah, there is a process in place um, to migrate uh, those existing subscribers across from 10 All Access onto Paramount Plus. Um, in the vast majority of cases, that will be um, a really seamless process. Um, we have uh, a high level of communications which are being established 
um, to go out to those subscribers at the moment. So we think that there'll be um, very little disruption to that existing subscriber base as they migrate across to, to Paramount+. Plus. Um, it will require subscribers to um, log back into that service. Um, but uh, as I said, I think we're, we're really confident that that will be a relatively seamless process for, for the vast majority of um, current subscribers. Yeah, and have you gone out to uh, those subscribers with that information at this point? Will, be, will there be anything marketing-related or in-market about about how they, they're able to do that? Yes, uh, we have started that communication with, uh, with subscribers and that will continue to progress over the course of um, the next week and, indeed, FAQs uh, will be available for those subscribers and we have a support team to, to, assist, uh, to assist the migration of those users also. Just, just on that, I mean, it probably doesn't need saying that um, launching in a market that already has half a dozen or so, you know, high octane globally backed streaming services with significant followings already is, is a challenge. How do you approach the launch of a product like Paramount Plus? As I said, they're in a market where most people would be connected with a competitor service. I mean, I think recent data shows that most Australians are, are subscribed to three or more services. Bev? Well, first of all, um, Australia is a market that really likes their content and they are, as you say, already subscribed to a number of services. Um, so I think there's a range of things at play there. Will they subscribe to another high quality service? We think there's definitely potential for that. Also, we think that we have a really unique position in the market. There are lots of great streaming services here. And as you say, they have global backing and a global content pipeline. And then there are others that have some of that and they have um, the support of an existing business in this market. Our very unique position here is we have a phenomenal pipeline of content coming from a range of sources such as Showtime and MTV, Nickelodeon, etc., as well as an adjacent um, business which can help us promote the brand and drive subscribers. So we think that being in that position of having both of those benefits, a local audience base that we can um, pull from, as well as a great content pipeline, puts us in a position that we really feel that we can play in the space um, that is already occupied by other great services. We definitely think there's um, a lot of room for Paramount Plus to be very successful here. Now, I think more broadly, um, our view about, uh, irrespective of the distribution channel that we're talking about from a Viacom CBS perspective, we start with the premise of respect for the eyeball. Um, people investing uh, their time, and in this case, um, their financial means into into being a partner of ours, and we really value that time and that investment that people are making. Um, as Bev has touched on, the content is an absolute core component of that, and we have great confidence that if we continue to deliver great content to cons to consumers and to viewers, that they will make that choice and elect Paramount Plus themselves. Um, and indeed, you know, the user experience needs to needs to be of high quality and, and continue to improve um, and reflect the the demands and the, and the wants of of users as we as we evolve as a as a platform also. And earlier, Bev, you, you did you did mention that Paramount Plus here for the long haul. I, I spoke to some some media buyers before we had this chat just to sort of get their expectations and that sort of thing, and they said that you know it's it's they're expecting it to be a slow build. Um, do you also expect that? And 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 is that is that part of why you think you know you'll you'll probably launch with 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 what is coming across from Ten All Access and then and then really build, continue to build? And is it going to be just you know like a constant pipeline of of new content over the first six months to really build that audience? 
I don't think we think it'll be a particularly slow build. I think we think it'll be a build. So we have all the product coming across from All Access, of course, but we have a phenomenal range of great content that is going to be there right from the beginning. Plus, we will have local originals as well as um, international originals. We have that pipeline of content that is um, properly exclusive, but we also have content from the beginning that's really exciting for example we have the movie infinite and that movie is not only exclusive to paramount plus but it's properly exclusive it is an exclusive theatrical movie that you can't see anywhere else and for 8.99 a month getting to have a mark Wahlberg theatrical movie instantly it's it's a great efficient use of your entertainment money if you spend 8.99 you get to see a theatrical movie and at the moment of course most of us don't have the opportunity sadly to go to the theatre so I think that's really exciting and on top of that we have original shows we have third-party originals um, and then we have shows like Five Bedrooms which was very successful on 10 and we made the, um, the decision to play series two and to launch series two on Paramount Plus um, so there's so much great content from the beginning that I think there's a, a lot of reasons to come to Paramount Plus now as we move forward those that content will just get better and there will be more and more volume so the showtime content will layer up we will offer new seasons um of existing shows and brand new shows um in august and in september so every month between now and the end of the year we have multiple multiple series of new shows and not just new shows but shows with high profile brands so obviously we've talked about this but we have dexter coming later in the year and then next year we have things like halo and fresh ladies and the offer there's such a depth of high quality content and it's consistent so there's always something new coming so if you come in and you watch your show there's always another great show just around the corner so i think we're content with the quality of content that we have coming in the rollout. Yeah, and when we look across it, uh, you know, the the major streaming platforms in Australia already, they too have lots of original Australian content on there. Um, we recently heard about the first local series commission for Paramount Plus spreadsheet. Um, how important is it to have that locally produced content in a market like Australia? I might throw that one to you, Jared. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's incredibly important. As we said, uh, as I said earlier, I think when you look at what the what the demands of the Australian viewers are, they want to see um, Australian stories and Australian content um, available to watch, um, and we have an enormous focus on that um, as an organisation. Um, generally, Spreadsheet is the first of of, of um, those productions. Um, Last King of the Cross. Um, is the second of those productions, and that will continue to be a focus of ours as we as we move into um, next year and beyond. I, I think the local originals are incredibly important because we know, we all know, that Australian audiences love Australian content. And the great thing about um, a streaming service like Paramount Plus, obviously we're targeting it at all audiences, particularly family audiences, but it also allows us to make Australian content that really serves particular audiences that may not currently be well served. So we've commissioned, as well as Spreadsheet and Last King of the Cross and Five Bedrooms, we have announced that we've commissioned um, a movie called Six Festivals, and it's kind of targeted at that um, older teenage market. So it's about sort of three 15-year-olds doing a bucket list six Australian music festival circuit. And that is not the sort of thing that you see in a lot of other places. And those audiences are not super well served. So we think it's an amazing opportunity to not just serve Australian audiences, but probably serve underserved Australian audiences um, in a way that really appeals to them. So it's a it's a huge opportunity, I think, to dig into some of that content that doesn't currently exist. Yeah, definitely. And looking at um, 
recent data, uh, particularly there was a report that came out from PwC, uh, the Media Outlook report looking at sort of 2020 in Australia, we saw sort of, you know, fairly significant SVOD and also BVOD growth. Um, You know, some of that was attributed to lockdowns and that sort of thing. I guess I have a two-part question. One, how have lockdowns, if they have at all, impacted the launch of Paramount Plus? And the second part of the question is, do you think that having more Australians in their homes watching TV will help with the launch in any way? When you're in your home and you can't go out, you certainly have a more limited range of options. And I think, you know, TV audiences have certainly demonstrated when people are locked at their home, they do consume more entertainment. And we certainly saw that last year. Um, so I think it's, you know, the lockdowns are really challenging for every everybody and we wouldn't wish it on anybody. But I think, you know, the opportunity to have the service sampled when people are looking for a way to be entertained, it, it, you know, it's a good opportunity for us and our audiences to find something to do. On the other hand, of course, you know, you plan all your marketing and then you have to shuffle it all around. So I think that's just we live in an environment now where you have to be able to pivot and be flexible. Um, all of the media businesses do. And that's kind of just where we're at right now. I think we're in a constant era of um you know change and flexibility so i don't think we'd wish the lockdowns on anyone though you know yeah i think that they are the acute reflection points i guess as we build up to towards paramount plus is launch um next week but i think more broadly as bev said off the top you know it's it's about us ensuring that we do uh the right thing all the time by our viewers and delivering great content, ensuring there's great awareness of that content availability, uh, delivering it at a value which is which is absolutely incredible at eight dollars ninety nine. Um, you know, I, I think our focus really is on, is on ensuring that we do those things day in day out, and knowing that if we continue to respect people's time um, and their hip pocket and deliver great value to them that over time that that will continue to build irrespective of what's happening kind of at a a macro level. Yeah, and I I was going to dive into that price point later, but now that you bring it up, um, obviously a point of differentiation for you guys, that $8.99 price point. Just wondering, A, the strategy behind that, and and B, how committed is ViacomCBS to keeping that price point for the near and then long-term future, or will it be something that's reconsidered if, if it must be? Yeah, I think in terms of future consideration, I think like all businesses, you you assess that as as time um, um, passes and as you consider the value proposition more broadly to to uh, your subscribers. Um, presently, you know, we we think that eight dollars ninety nine is a really competitive price point. We think it positions uh, our product really well in the market in terms of its attractiveness to to um, subscribers. Um, we think it delivers incredible value. There is no doubt, there is no doubt the content that's available on Paramount Plus could demand a much, much higher price point. Um, But we think that um, we are about ensuring that we we deliver a a value um, add proposition to the market. Uh, so obviously, price is, is one way to differentiate yourselves, but a- another way obviously is launching with the football. Been obviously a lot spoken about that. Launching launching Paramount Plus with you know the deals with the APL and Football Australia is is, is a pretty bold strategy. I think most people would say, given football has been pr- probably pretty underappreciated in Australia in recent years. How important is the football content to the overall strategy of Paramount Plus? Uh, Bev, did you want to try that one? 
Sure. I think um, the football is incredibly important. Um, and I think it really speaks to our whole of business approach. So, um, and we have talked about this publicly, but obviously most of the content will be exclusive on Paramount Plus with, with key games and key Socceroos and Matildas and A-League and W-League games available on 10. So I really think it it emphasises our position in the market that we're in this great position that we have, um, you know, an established linear business and a new streaming business. And the the opportunity that a, that um, lends to us is to do something like that football daily, which means we can really super serve those football fans on Paramount Plus and, you know, appeal to a broader audience um, on um, the linear services. So it is really important. I think also we really believe in the depth of our entertainment product and the football is a pretty long season. So we think when people come to their football, they will get a lot else. And if you come for general entertainment, we really believe that there's a lot of growth in football, you know, over the next number of years. Um, so I think it just really aligns with us and it aligns with our brand. And obviously, you know, seeing the Matildas um, doing well at the minute and all of that high profile, I think there's, you know, and we build up to the um, World Cup in a couple of years. I think there's going to be a lot of interest in Australian football over the next couple of years. And we would really like to, to help be part of that and grow it and amplify that. Yeah, definitely. And the way that football has, I guess, um, segmented, especially over the last six to 12 months, um, offerings across the likes of Optus Sport, yourselves, Stan Sport, is there enough audience to go across all the platforms there, do you think? And, 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 and how do you differentiate an offering that is ostensibly the same product across your own platform? I think from a football perspective, and you talked about the differing offerings, they are differing offerings. They attract different audiences. There will be some overlap, no doubt, um, of those audiences. But you know, we've, we have focused primarily on um, Australian football. We will be the home of Australian football cover, covering you know, the A-League, the W-League, um, the Socceroos, the Matildas, um, and, and many other kind of local um, competitions that fit around that. So we've predominantly been focused on local market, the Australian market, and it has a deeply passionate um, and building following, um, and that's what we're seeking to tap into. I think the, the other offerings are, are different um, and, uh, and focus obviously on international leagues and competitions. Yeah, and I was actually speaking to um, to Rod Prosser last week, and it was sort of talking about how Viacom CBS uh, more broadly, we'll be sort of revitalizing football in Australia. And we, we were speaking about some of the brand opportunities and also the integration opportunities across TENS programs and 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 not just Paramount Plus, but, you know, one of my favorite things I've seen so far was seeing uh, Tom Glover from Melbourne City appear as a, a guest quiz master on Have You Been Paying Attention? Are we going to be seeing more of that? And, and and you know, what other sorts of things are we going to see in terms of those integration and and crossover opportunities? Well, I think the crossover opportunities are endless. Obviously, I think, you know, um, as a business, um, 10 and Valcom CBS have done this for a number of years. If we're in with something as we are in with the football, it will be a whole of business approach. So we want to see the football stars in our shows on having been paying attention and across a range of shows. And there's the obvious things like the project and Studio 10 and the living room. But there's also deeper integrations. And you will see even promoting Paramount Plus, we have some deep integrations into some of our entertainment programming because the benefit of having that whole of business approach is being able to utilize the whole business to build um you know the a league the w league matildas and Socceroos, and you will certainly see a lot of that um in a really entertaining fashion and and, and that's why it matters that the brand fits because if you're going to 
build football through the rest of the content the brands have to match which they do um they're very aligned so i think you can certainly expect to see a lot more football activity across all of our shows we also are in the great position that we have lots of talent on the network that really love football and people are really excited about this and there's a lot of love and mass participation in football in this country so there's a, a lot of love for it and we're really looking forward to kind of we're just at the beginning of that now and getting stuck into it and um the, the opportunities are kind of endless yeah, and in, in terms of that as well, Optus Sport at the moment uh, is in the market for a free-to-air broadcaster partner for the 2023 Women's World Cup. Will Viacom CBS consider moving for that even though it presumably wouldn't be able to show any games on Paramount Plus? We've always said that we'll consider sport on a tactical basis um, and this is no different to that. I think that whether it's this opportunity or other opportunities that may present themselves in the market over the next six to 12 months, I think you've got to consider as to where they position, how they help your network, how they deliver value to um, subscribers or to your viewers um, across our free platforms also. So we'll consider that on a tactical basis and and ensure that it makes sense for our organisation. Yeah, and and not being able to show games on Paramount Plus won't tie into that conversation at all? Well, it's a multi, we're a multi-platform organisation. Um, this conversation today is about Paramount Plus, but Viacom CBS you know, has multiple distribution channels. Um, we consider them as one ecosystem. We consider the cross-promotional opportunities. We consider the value add to our um, advertising partners, the value add to um, our audiences and our subscribers. And we need to think about that as a, as a whole rather than as kind of bespoke pieces of, of, of infrastructure. Yeah, and on Mumbrella the other day, we also reported uh, that A-League club members will be able to access Paramount Plus subscriptions at a discounted rate. Do you think that things like that will really begin to get football fans more engaged in 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 not only just watching football in Australia, but actually driving crowds at, at games as well, and 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 just feed into that feed into that growth? And 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 can we expect to see other sorts of deals like that as well? The deals with the APL club members are, are package deals, so they are part of club memberships. Um, uh, so, look, those deals are part of our partnership with with APL. We want to engage fans. We want to ensure that the game is given the platform which we think it um, which it deserves moving forward. Um, we have a long term commitment to to football in this country, and you know we think it's a really important role that we play about engagement. Um, ultimately, we want people to watch football in this country. Um, we know that there are a huge amount of participants. It's the largest participation sport in this country. Um, we have a wonderful product, um, both at national level and domestically through the leagues here, uh, and we want to engage fans at all levels in the content that, that, uh, that we have um, available. Definitely. And I might just throw this one to you, Bev. Uh, looking back at the past few years, many in the industry suggested um, that, you know, perhaps the value of sports rights had probably peaked. One of those people being Mumbrella's founder, Tim Burrows, um, something that in his best of the week column last week, he admitted was I probably was probably a mistake. Um, uh, but sport you know, as he mentioned there, still remains such a key pillar of content strategy across so many different networks and and the rights continue to be big investments and, and you know, anyone you speak to will say that they are still, those rights, they continue to pay off um, for, for bringing audiences in across all the networks. Why do you think 
sport is still so valuable, particularly in the Australian market, um, you know, when perhaps people thought those rights might have peaked a few years ago? Well, I think, first of all, Australia is a country that really loves its sport, like lots of countries do, but Australia loves its sport and loves lots of different sport um, and has a high capacity for playing and watching lots of different sport. I think in terms of, um, I I, I saw Tim's um, analysis of that, and I actually think he was right at the time. And it probably had peaked because there was only a certain amount of places that you could monetize as a as a media partner, you could only monetize sport to a certain degree. The streaming businesses have really meant that there are different ways to to get utility out of that content. So therefore, I think spreading the utility of the content across a range of platforms, which is something we'll be able to do with football, allows you to be a bit more competitive in terms of acquiring those rights. Um, so I think that's you know an opportunity that we took advantage of, which is um, good for us and good for football. So I think that's partly the reason it's just um, you know, the, it is cyclical, but sometimes it's a buyer's market, sometimes it's a seller's market, and those things drift between one and the other. Um, and, you know, at the minute, we're in a position that people are looking for content for streaming, they're looking for ways to acquire content that you have to come and watch that you'll actually be willing to spend money on, and then come and deeply engage with, and it will help you stay there. And sport obviously does that. It's something that people really value, and they're, they're willing to watch um, and keep coming back to. I think one of the really interesting points when you think about sporting rights is direct versus indirect value to sporting bodies. Of course, there's the direct value for the cash, which is paid by the streaming services or the free-to-air um, broadcasters for that content. But the indirect value is a really important com- um, component of this through reach. And the impact of reach, and we've seen it time and time again, is really critical to all sports. Some sports subject to their maturity and the position of their product can absorb a little bit more sitting behind a paywall. Other sports cannot, and it's to their detriment ultimately in the, the medium to long term. And I think that that is a really interesting um, uh, tension point for sporting bodies and, and broadcasters such streamers alike. Um, our view is that uh, we want to look after the long-term interest of, of sports as well as ensuring that we can pay the right direct value to those sporting bodies to to ensure that those sports prosper in, in, into the future. But we view it very much as a partnership because we have seen that play out, particularly over the last, well, you could argue longer than the last five years, but particularly over the last you know, five, five to ten years probably in some very specific circumstances where getting that, that balance between reach and direct value um, is really critical. Yeah, definitely. And just before we move off the football, obviously the W League, this is going to be a really big deal for the W League, having more exposure than than the league has ever had it, um, coming at a time when the W League is is looking to, over the next few years, expand as well. And there's a lot of discussion about where new teams will come from and 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 also obviously in the lead up to, to the Women's 2023 World Cup too. What do you think having that extra exposure will have not only with the game on on free-to-air, which we have seen before, other broadcasters have had the one game a week on free-to-air, but, but what will the value for women's football in Australia be added by by having these extra games on Paramount Plus? Um, I actually think that's a, mutual, a mutually beneficial thing. We're really excited to have the W League, and as we talked about, the W League and Matildas are really interesting, and football is one of the reasons particularly particularly football, is so interesting to us, is that it is it is a sport that is probably for all Australians. It's for the whole family. The women's game is really exciting. And as you say, we're coming up to kind of the pinnacle of the women's game in 23. So um, I think 
it is good for the W League to have the exposure, but I think it's also good for us and our business to be affiliated with the W League and the Matildas. I think that is mutually beneficial, which is partly why we are so interested in this relationship with football. Um, I think it's the right, you know, it's the right move at the right time. And sometimes these things just all line up. We're really excited to have the W League and those games, you know, will be will be on um, linear as well as on Paramount Plus. I think it's more than just the. Uh a game a week being available on free-to-air and the rest being available on Paramount+. Plus. It's more than that. It's our overall mm. commitment to the game. Like the, the profile building that we are focused on moving forward is a really critical element to our promotion of the sport and the engagement with fans more broadly. So, yes, the, the visibility of the games is really critical. We know that and we will be providing that. But it's also our broader commitment to the, to the sport and um, to the W League and, and the Matildas more broadly um, that we see as a really critical part uh, that the, the role that we have in building the sport and engaging fans. And by engaging fans, we hope that they come and watch it on free-to-wear or indeed buy a Paramount Plus subscription. Yeah, absolutely. And just before we wrap up, one of the one of the interesting discussion points around the industry, not just this year, but but in go, going back a little way, is is you know SVOD services with the potential to add uh, advertising. Paramount Plus, as I understand it, will launch without ads. Um, is that something that you're considering potentially in the future, or are you committed to launching it without ads for for the for the foreseeable future? Uh, Paramount Plus for all general entertainment will be ad-free. Um, for uh, live-streamed football, uh, it, will, it will carry a light ad load, um, which is consistent with, with the way in which, um, in many cases, live streaming of sport um, is engaged across this country. So, uh, yes, we will be an ad-free uh, platform uh, for general entertainment and a light ad load for sport. No worries. And, and what's the uptake uh, been like from, from marketers for, for those sorts of spots a, across the football? We've had really great engagement from, I'll say, corporate Australia, um, from advertisers. I think that like, like we have expressed today, there is a real acknowledgement that football in this country is a growth sport. Um, it's got a, a, a fantastic um, you know, gender equality profile got a real commitment to both males and females um, um, uh, leagues and development uh, and there's been great engagement from from advertisers so we're really positive about the position that that uh, advertisers see they see what we see and that's that's wonderful yeah awesome and if you can't tell I'm personally very excited to watch the a league on Paramount plus um, Bev and Jared thank you so much for joining me today on the Mumbrella cast thank you thanks for having us Thanks so much for your time. That was Beverly McGarvey and Jared Villani, Viacom, CBS, Australia and New Zealand co-leads, chatting about this week's launch of Paramount+. Plus. Stay tuned to your podcast feeds for later this week when I'll be chatting for the Mumbrella cast with the CEO of Australian television industry and measurement body, Oztam, about the recent public launch of the Voz measurement system. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to the Umbrella Cast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Xander Wilson. Thanks for listening.